and welcome to the Bread, Wine, and Everything Fine podcast, where I'll be talking about all things food, the finer things, and things that are fine just the way they are. I'm your host, Sancha Toth, a bread and wine-loving photographer, wife, and mother who loves gathering people in my home to eat good food and have good conversation. I learn so much from the people I get to talk to, and I'm very excited to start sharing some of those conversations here on this podcast. Before getting into today's episode, I just want to take a minute to say thank you to each and every one of you who listened to episode one. It was terrifying, really, putting a little piece of myself out onto the internet, but you were so kind. Your responses and messages were unexpected and wonderful. So thank you, really, for taking the time to listen. On today's episode, I have the pleasure of sitting down and drinking wine with Genevieve. She's a business owner here in Calgary, a wedding photographer of 14 years, a wife, mom, and lover of beautiful things. I've been following her work on Facebook since before the times of Instagram, and now, having had more of a glimpse into her life, have such a huge admiration for the way she takes time to involve her children in the kitchen. Despite having a cold, she was kind enough to spend an evening with me and work through a bottle of Merlot. In this episode, we talk about the nostalgia of food, where she finds inspiration to make it look so pretty without breaking the bank, how she's creating food experiences with and for her children, and we share thoughts on taking the time to cook in an ever-busy life. Well, hello. Hi. (laughs) This is the beginning. Um, Okay, so we were just talking a little bit about how I have been uh, following your work for a very long time, and since then have been following your Instagram accounts, and it's been so fun. It's been so fun to watch you with your kids and your food, and long story short... Uh, it looks like you love food and you love beautiful food. Yes. Tell me about that. Where did that come from? Well, um, man, I think that I really, I think I just really appreciate beautiful things. Okay. So my love for food is something that kind of came from, um, I think my mom, she was an excellent cook. My grandparents, my grandparents on both sides were amazing in the kitchen. So I grew up always eating really good food. Now, were they like professional no. or just like no, home cook? No, just like home cook. Okay. Total home cook. Um, and so growing up, I just thought that was very normal that people just ate really, really good food. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... What kinds of meals would they make? Like what would be like Very like homey, like hearty, just like flavorful. Yeah. Nothing, but nothing like elaborate or pretty. It was just like very like well curated recipes that they've like created or just like passed down that kind of a thing um so I think for me I love beautiful things and kind of decided that all this time and effort that I'm going to throw into cooking I want to make it enjoyable and fun and why not throw in beauty into like making all this like fun stuff Mm -hmm. yeah because I see your photos and they are like, I will use the same ingredients and it will not look the same. <laughs> so does that come from, like, where does that inspiration, like, have you seen those dishes looking like that or are right. you kind of pulling that out of your brain? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So like when I, um, I, I love the idea of like plating something and like having it be special because you can kind of like take a regular potato and you can just bake it. Or you can (laughs) cut like lines in it and, you know, put things around it to create like a visual interest on the actual just like simpleness Mm -hmm. of a 
regular baked potato. So there's different things that you can do um, to like very like normal ingredients, I think, that just kind of like elevate it mm -hmm. to create a visual fun factor to it. Yeah. Where it kind of just like automatically elevates it and makes it more appealing. You need to go on MasterChef. Oh my gosh. I feel like that's just way too, like I spend too much time thinking about something. I don't think I could actually. But do they actually just think of it on the I spot or is it something that they have been able to plan before? Yeah. I need to find this out because yeah. I'm, I'm always skeptical. Totally. Um, yeah, I, I'm always curious and I'm always inspired when I see your photos. Um, and I think it's wonderful that you get to take that creative piece of you and put it into something else that you love too. Yeah. I think it makes food, you want to eat it when it looks pretty. Actually, right. I don't want to eat it when it looks pretty. I don't want to <laughs> well, ruin colorful it. colorful too. And like there's, I think that like that's part of it. Like you spend so much time in your day actually eating. Mm -hmm. And so like why not make it like an experience? Mm -hmm. And I think that's like something that we've um, adapted in our family is like we want to create experiences for our children and for us um, because those are the things that you really remember mm -hmm. as you get older. And so, like, why not do something that's just, like, a little bit on the more special end? It doesn't have to be expensive. It can just be, like, just the way that you present it can mm -hmm. just be, like, a prettier plate or just something that just makes it feel special to your, the people you love. Yeah. And how many meals would you say a day you do that for? Like, is it, like, every meal or is it... I would say it's, like, probably a good two out of three. Okay. I want my kids to grow up not feeling like this is just what we always do, but just like an appreciation mm -hmm. for like, I want them to feel special where, um, yeah, like what they, what they're getting is something that's like mom's put thought or love mm -hmm. or just like a little extra something into it. So like, I will like style their little breakfast plates or things that. like that. Cause I, cause I get joy from it too. Right. So that's something for me, like some people hate cooking not interested in at all. Mm -hmm. um, that's like the opposite of me. That's like my, that's my place where I like feel like I am mostly myself is when I can grocery shop, find things that I want to try or just like do and then just like go for it. And how much of that would you say is premeditated? Like do you meal plan or is it more just you go to the grocery store and you pick things out and are like, yeah. I want to use these this week? So usually what I'll do is I'll... Find inspiration first of all, things that kind of look appealing. Um, I'll like rifle through Pinterest a lot and kind of like visually take in very heavily plated pictures of cool. like food and um, just looking at colors and kind of like different things that they've put together. And then from there, kind of like realistically where we live, like what right. can I buy that's similar or would be like a fun pairing together and then farmers market it up and then just kind of like go from there and create something. And would you say that your kids are a part of that process? Like would they ever say, I want blank food? Yeah. And then you would yeah. use that in your week? Totally. I think that like food and, and family life is so huge, especially as a mom. Like your kids sometimes will be good eaters and sometimes they won't be. Yes. And so I think if they're showing specific interest in certain things, that to incorporate those things helps them also feel like excited about it and empowered that they're also helping make decisions for the family right. in their own little ways. 
I yeah. really like that. Yeah. Yesterday, Lewis was, and obviously he is not the age of your children, yeah. <laughs> but yesterday he was, we tried sweet potato for the first time and he yeah. wanted nothing to do with it. Yeah. And then today he wanted everything to do with yeah. it. And it was kind of this moment of realizing that it's not predictable. Totally. <laughs> and, yeah. and that's okay. And that's okay. Yeah. Exactly. And not to try and force it, but to experience food. And right now his way of experiencing it is like feeling it on his tray and yeah. like tasting it and yeah. throwing it <laughs> basically <laughs> uh-huh. grabbing his spoon. But already it makes me excited for the potential of him yeah. enjoying it and being a part of it yeah. in our life. Like when he sits on our counter and totally. watches even just cutting or, mm-hmm. you know, I'm busy. Our, our space is open. He can see it. And yeah. so I, I hope I don't know when that yeah. development starts, but when, when would yeah. you say in your family I like think that became something? Yeah, that kids you learn together? through what they see happening on the daily basis. So I think for us, how it happened was because I cook so much. When Oliver was little, he was just like, "What are you doing?" Mm-hmm. Like very curious. Um, so he would always be like trying to like see and like wanting to be close to me while I was doing these like weird things with all these tools and your space is fairly open too so yeah. he would be so he'd be right there space. with me and it wasn't that he wanted to hang out with me he was just interested in like <laughs> what I was doing so I kind of took that little bit of interest and tried to include him in it so I would give him very simple tools and set him up at the counter where he could literally just like just starting out like literally just like smacking things with like a potato masher or something where what he was doing could bring purpose into our food. Um, I remember the first thing I had him cut was mushrooms. So I just gave him like a simple butter knife one day. We were making like a stir fry or something. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to let him decide how big, how small, whatever like the sizing of the mushroom was going to be. And, and just like letting him have that pride of like, this is what I did. Mom didn't fix it afterwards. Yeah. She just let it be what it was. And I his think, contribution. Yeah. His contribution. Yeah. And that can be like a, a bonding and fun thing mm-hmm. and like a confidence builder for them because they look at it afterwards and they're like, oh, cool. And they can eat it yeah. and know that they were a part of it. Yeah. I really like that. Yeah. And I think... Um, I mean, I, I watch it like in, in your stories and the way that you involve them and even just, I think the way that you, yeah, appreciate food, Mm -hmm. maybe not even the food that you make, like you evidently like to have experiences like quality food experiences. Um, and I think that that, yeah, I love that that's something that can be passed down and he can be involved Mm -hmm. in terms of that. Like how early would you say that? Like how, how young was he? Um, Man, I want to say that he was probably around the 10-month mark. That's amazing. Yeah. That's so fun. Like, I think the curiosity where it was just like... But I think when you have your first, because they're so close to you when you're doing things, that, like, it's easy for them to be right there. Mm Because you're you're watchful of them, all this stuff. With your second, they're kind of, like, off playing. Yes. You know? So they're not as, like, visually eyes on you all the time. Mm -hmm. Um... But obviously, they can't do much other than, like, bang things together at that age. Um, So just, like, I, at that young age, just showing him things, like, this is what we're doing, Mm -hmm. and explaining things to him, um, I think was just, like, something that helps keep his, like, little interest in it. 
which was helpful. How do you find the patience in it? Because obviously yeah. you like pretty things. Yeah. And then to balance it with giving them that yeah. freedom to participate and contribute in a way that's probably not going to be very aesthetically pleasing. Totally. I think that for um, for me specifically, that was one of the biggest things for me growth-wise as okay. a parent. <laughs> Was having that realization of letting your child be who they are and not expecting perfectionism from them. Because as an adult, like we, we can expect a lot of ourselves and like, you know, put ourselves up to a standard that we want to achieve and all these things. And that's great. But for a child, they're not in it to perform. They're not in it to do anything other than to have fun with it. Mm -hmm. So it does definitely take six times longer when he's included <laughs> into it, but it's worth it because of the memory and the connection and the confidence that he gets out of mm -hmm. it. So I think you just kind of have to look at it in the sense of, you know, I love to make things look pretty. He loves to help. And let's just kind of like know that we, ha we can expect these two things from each other and just try to mash them together as well as possible. I like so that. if there was something that I like needed to be specific, but I st he still requested to help with it, um, I would just let him do what he did with instruction. And then if I needed to fix it afterwards, I would do it without him knowing. Right. So that he still felt like he had, you know, the input and like the ability yes. to do it. Yeah. Well, that's so special. I'm really looking forward to that with Lewis. I don't want to wish time away, Yeah, but I'm really excited to um, even go out to eat and for him to yeah. be able to eat the things that we're eating totally. and try the things that we're trying. Yeah. And I would say that growing up, my mom, and she'll be the first to say it, she doesn't like cooking. Yeah. She was very sweet the other day and she said, you know, I felt like I needed to cook because your dad would be good at it and I needed Aww. to have my thing. Yeah. And she had her go-to yeah. recipes. Dishes. Yeah. And to this day, they carry fond memories. Yeah. I love them because they were they were childhood. Yeah. Um, but I think I personally enjoy maybe different foods. I really enjoy right. being in the kitchen. Totally. And so for Lewis, it's exciting to be yeah. like, what are you going to grow up remembering about yeah. being in the kitchen and what foods yeah. are going to be nostalgic for you totally. and stuff like that. What would you say that would be in your home right now? Like, Oh man, I think Oliver had to pick like a food that like three years or 10 years from now, he yeah. would go like, that's, that's, home. I feel like popsicles. It's not really a food, <laughs> but it's like something that he is like, he makes popsicles and he decides what goes in them. And it's kind okay. of like something that's like, I think that will be the memory. Cause I let him do everything when it comes to a popsicle making session. Okay. So he throws things in the blender, he blends it, he pours it from the blender. So right. it's like this huge mess always happens, but he is creating something that, you know, five hours later, he gets to pull out of a mold <laughs> and be proud of. Yeah. So um, he's, he really loves things like that, which I think is fun because you can do things like throwing mint leaves yeah. or trying weird things like, let's throw a piece of dill in this and like, see what that tastes like, right. you know? So it's like experimenting and like yes. letting them discover palate differences and like why things go together and, you know, mm -hmm. maybe this doesn't. And it's surprising sometimes the combos that they choose to do. What's his favorite right now? Or has he had a favorite? It's mostly, he loves strawberries okay. and berries. So 
as any kid, it's fairly staple with yes. them. But um, he's also a big fan of coconut stuff. I would say like strawberry coconut. I don't think I had coconut flavored anything. No. I'm trying to think. You know what? It was probably in a bounty bar. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's like pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's, it's interesting too because like saying like that, like coconut in a bounty bar, like that's a very processed, like what is this coconut? Yes. Um, the other day we went to the grocery store and they have big coconuts there. And he was like, let's buy a coconut. And I was like, sure, why not? Like, we'll crack it open yeah. at home and, you know, do the exploration of seeing like what's inside it. And, and so we, um, fought with this coconut for a long time, trying to like safely open it together. And, um, what did you end up doing? Because we were in Hawaii and the same thing happened and Mitchell actually just went and like hit it on a rock. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We kind of like, you were like, we were using my husband's drill. <laughs> Um, and then it, we eventually ended up just taking it out to the patio and like smashing it and like hoping that everything wasn't going to fall out. But, um, I think a bug died inside it because we, because we were, he was like building up this like, oh, it's going to be coconut water and like so excited about this coconut situation. <laughs> and we tried it and like both of us were like, what? This is not what it's supposed oh, to be. No. Um, so, but now still like whenever we go to the grocery store. He's always like, ooh, look at the coconuts. Like, and we always talk about this moment of like how this bug must have died in this coconut. Oh so we're going to have to like redeem, redeem, redeem ourselves with like a good coconut yes. somewhere. Yeah. I like that though, because that's even like a story that you'll tell for years to come. Yeah, totally. Like struggling with this coconut. Totally. And I, that's the fun thing too. Like things don't have to go perfectly. Like it's experimenting with your kids mm-hmm. and it's like letting them have fun with it. Because if things aren't fun, they're not going to enjoy it, and they're not going to want to be a part of it. No, and if there is kind of this, um, yeah, almost like level of perfection that mm-hmm. they need to achieve for some reason. Yeah, I can yeah. see that for sure. Yeah. I definitely find that even in the kitchen, I am a recipe follower, mm. but like, I don't usually just pull things out of my head. I'm not good that way. Yeah. But usually I don't follow the recipe exactly. Right, yeah. And... Um, sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. And I think it's important to admit defeat sometimes. Yes. <laughs> like, oh, that wasn't good. Uh-huh. Next time we can do better. But even to have those things together with yeah. like your child yeah. to be like, we're going to do this again. Totally. And we're going to fix it. Or we're, we know better now. Totally. Or it is a, it is an experience of that together and totally yeah. bonding. Yeah. I, I love watching your stories of you guys cooking together and Aww. tasting food together. It, it, it actually gives me a lot of hope that. That's so fun. So far, with the way he loves food, I think we should be okay. You're going in that direction? <laughs> yeah. I wanted to share, too, I had this thought the other day, which I really want to follow through with, hopefully, like, this week. But um, I want to take him to, my son, to the farmer's market and let him, because you know how, like, fresh-pressed juice is, like, it's yes. so available everywhere, yes. and it's it's wonderful. It's so expensive, though. Yes. So um, <laughs> teaching him a little bit about, like, palate like things that go together and letting him go to the farmer's market and saying you get to pick like two sets of five ingredients and you can pick whatever it is you want mm-hmm. as long as it's like a vegetable or a fruit and um and letting him create like a flavor from the five things and then doing like just like a sample test of like this is what happens when we you know mix this and juice yeah. this and this is what happens when we do this but letting him 
totally Call the have. Show. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. It's kind of fun. That's very cool. Yeah. And then, yeah, you could even, you could even like make little bottles and put like, yeah, Ollie's whatever. Special juice. Special juice. <laughs> <laughs> but like, honestly, like they can come up with the most like random things mm-hmm. and sometimes it is pretty cool. Yeah. Like what they can do. And yeah. how he would be so proud yeah. of uh, that it was all him. Yeah. That's very cool. I like that idea. I might pocket it. Yeah. I'll be watching for it. <laughs> Anyone who knows me at all is aware that one of my absolute favorite things to eat is a croissant. When I was pregnant last year, I gave myself full permission to consume pastries whenever I wanted, which resulted in my son now devouring croissants whenever I give him the chance, as well as the beginnings of a croissant tour with my dear friend Steffi. We both had experienced the real deal during travels in Europe and wanted to find the best croissant in Calgary. I can, without a doubt, say that in my opinion, of course, the best croissant can be found at Butterblock. This little gem of a bakery is tucked away in the Devonish building on 17th Ave here in Calgary. Karen, the founder, owner, and baker, started out making cookies for Monogram, a venture that quickly turned to croissants, and I'm so glad it did. My words won't do justice to her baked goods, but I can tell you this. The croissants are crumbly and moist, perfect, plain, or stuffed. The cheese knot, almond croissant, and bread pudding are personal favorites in our household. And having been on a bit of a homemade croissant adventure myself this summer, I have such a huge admiration for the quality and deliciousness found at Butterblock, and know very well that mine will never compete with Karen's. And how would you say, so... You are a business owner. Yeah. And you have two children. Yeah. And you love beautiful food. Mm-hmm. And food can take up a lot of time in the day, yes. as can children, as can business. How do you find that you navigate those three things amongst everything else? Yeah. Like, so, I mean, it's, it's, I feel like life in general, when you have so much going on, is always going to feel f- super full. So, there's never a solid week that goes by that my children eat everything perfectly as I plan it out, yes. you know, to have happen or my husband. Um, I think it's just a matter of good time management because good food takes a while to make. Yes. Um, good preparation, but also just like having realistic expectations of yourself and your family mm-hmm. and like what's going on. So, um, For me, I get a lot of joy from grocery shopping. I love to cook. Like it's something that I really feel is like my time. Mm -hmm. So I do put an emphasis on that side of my time when I'm in the kitchen. Um, So I feel like, yeah, it's just something that I prioritize, but it is something that sometimes during a really busy season, realistically, you know, we have a HelloFresh membership, yes. things like that, that yes. kind of help us know that like my husband is a great recipe follower. He is someone who just like give it to him. He can do it, but like tell him to just like make something. And he's like, I, it's too much. Like I right. no idea what so to do. So HelloFresh is yeah, perfect. Yeah, it's perfect. And he yeah. nails it every time. So I think that like just understanding like expectations and like what you know you can handle. Cause as soon as you hit a point where you're feeling burnt out, what you're doing becomes not fun. Yeah. And like, we want our lives to be fun and like meaningful. So just like be realistic with yourself and like give yourself grace. This is our first summer 
with the baby shooting yeah. weddings. Yeah. Um, and that's been something that I've been thinking about. Yeah. And But you do so much meal prep. I which do. Which is incredible. I do. I mean, when we were, when I was pregnant, it was like slow cooker meals yeah. because I... I anticipated not wanting to do much, and mm-hmm. so I was like, if I can pull something out of the freezer and put it in the crock pot and just leave it right. and eat it at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we do weekly plans. Um, usually meal plans are in that dinners, usually. Yeah. Um, because I I haven't always enjoyed it, but I am really right. enjoying it. Even on our vacation just a few weeks ago, yeah. I finally I just said to my dad, Dad, I just need... I'm in the kitchen. I'm happy here. Yeah. It was my birthday, actually. And Aww. I was like, I just want to cook. I just yeah. want to be busy and do yeah. this, and I enjoy it. Um, and so I'm I'm learning that and enjoying food more, I think. Um, I have often treated it as a, just like a necessity, right. as opposed to something that Which can I be think beautiful is, and an experience. Yeah. Most people, I think, view it that way. Mm-hmm. Like it's just like, we got to eat, got to get food on the table. Yes. It's like an obligation mm-hmm. rather than a joy. Yes. Yeah. And so it's becoming more of a joy. And mm-hmm. so with that is this realization yeah. that it takes longer. Totally. And, um, and so wanting to, yeah, not kill the joy. Yeah. Um, but also wanting to eat well. Yeah. And also work well and yeah. love Lewis well. Totally. So, Do you yeah. know what I find is super interesting though? So like you'll go to the grocery store nowadays when you say like eat well and pretty much anything you want to eat is like ready. Like yes. it's like there's a prepackage for everything. And I think sometimes our generation specifically has forgotten the art of like creation and actual cooking. Yes. Like we just expect that this comes from a bag or I just buy this pizza from this box. Like we we forget that food and recipes and like what we eat at any restaurant boils down to ingredients that were all on their own at one point put together. So that is like a full leveling of the playing field. Like if you think of like someone who works at like a top restaurant, yes, they have the ability to have like access to all this amazing quality of food, but it's just these one off pieces of food put together that create these amazing dishes. You could do that too. Yes. If you just have the understanding and the ability to have access to the same stuff, which can be hard, but it's something that I find is amazing because anybody could do it. Some people are more inclined palette-wise, but yeah, it's like a it's an achievable thing. Yeah, anybody and I'm, could do and it. And I'm realizing that. I think someone said to me even when I told them about this podcast and kind of what I was interested in, they were like, "Well, you don't really cook a lot." Yeah. And I was like, well, I, I do, but I'm learning. Right. And so I'm by no means an expert yeah. or I often will Google, um, foolproof blank. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Oh, can't go wrong. Yeah. Um, I'm learning, but within that an appreciation for different ingredients and it's really fun to be able to know simple things like, Oh, yeah. the base for a soup yeah. or, this is what makes the base of bread or, you know, and these, and being able to look in my pantry and go, okay, um, I have the basics I need for these meals and I need to pick this up as opposed to just like going through a grocery list over and over again, trying to figure it out. So it is something that I think if you take the time, you can learn. And I have appreciated 
I think even just what it's brought to our life and our home and yeah. having people in. I love having people over yeah. at our table and I love seeing the way that you gather people in your yeah. home and around food. Yeah. Well, it's a way to love people. Yeah. Right? It's a way to like give them something that's enjoyable, but also like, yeah, special. Yeah, you can share it. You can cook together. I saw mm-hmm. that you and friends did a pasta night. Yeah. It just sounds like I stalk your life, but I really, <laughs> really enjoy Um, But a pasta evening where you involve yeah. the kids. Yes. That's amazing Super to fun. Yeah, and like, why not? Like, if you're going to have relationships with friends, like, make it something that you can really enjoy. Mm-hmm. And the whole family. Like, yeah. That's so And cool we were too. all involved in it. Like, the kids, like, did the rolling and, like, the slicing of the pasta um, we all like made the dough from scratch and then, um, kind of like passed off different things to everyone. And then the boys ended up like finishing it off and then like plating it and stuff. So we all kind of like played a part in it. So, and we had all recently been to Italy and it was something that was kind of like a bit reminiscent of like of where we had gone and yeah, it was just like creating memories and like sustaining that and building new ones upon food is such an easy thing to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. So to finish everything off, I have a question that I'm asking all of my guests. And the question is, if you were at home and making a meal, what would be your go-to? And if you were to eat out and order a meal, what would be your go-to? That's interesting. So I feel like for a meal at home, I really love like color. Um, so I would say like a really dense, good salad. Okay. That's not just like a salad <laughs> that's like leaves and tomatoes, but like something that's like very fun and there's a lot of layers to it that you don't understand. Okay. So that it's like, feels good. It's not just a salad. It's like something... I would say that's what I make a lot of is like really good salads. Like adventurous salads. Yeah. Yeah. Throw flowers in them and like cut things differently to make it like fun. I'll be um, sure to show some photos in yeah. the podcast notes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then like if I was to go out, oh man, I feel I feel like I always eat with my eyes the most when I'm out. Okay. So usually I will try to like visually look at like color like imagine like what will the colors of this be and then kind of I pick things like that like I'm the person who goes to like a liquor store to buy a wine for the label because I'm like (laughs) I want it to feel right like I'm so visual with it I don't think I would have like a specific go-to dish but more so something that I feel like would be the brightest and most different I guess cool yeah no, I really like that. Yeah. That's very fun. I think that, yeah, I think going to a restaurant too, it would de- depend on where you were going and yeah. what meal of the day. But are there any favorites that you have here in Calgary that you just like your go-to? Yeah. Um, I would say for sure the Dean House and mm-hmm. the River Cafe. Yes. Those are two places where I feel like no matter what the situation, if it's a wedding or if it's like a brunch, I've never gone with a bad experience, um, they've always been incredible. I would say that when we people ask us about vendor meals at yeah. weddings, yeah, um, they'll ask, you know, what was the best meal you ever had? Yeah. And our top <laughs> is always River Cafe, yeah. and second is Dean House, yeah. and sometimes interchangeably. Yeah, 
so good. It's so good. quality yeah. food and and presented yeah. incredibly well. Yeah. Yeah. And that makes it even better. Yes. Just the way that you see it with your eyes first yes. and then you get to enjoy it. And not just because of Instagram. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Just like personally. Yeah. Absolutely. I like that a lot. Well, I could talk to you about this forever. And honestly, I will probably be in touch once Lewis is older. And yeah. Um, it, it, yeah, it excites me that there are people that are involving their children in the kitchen. Yeah. And it's, it is kind of one of those places that has a lot of... Um, dangers per se like right. knives and heat and all of those yeah. things that are so easy to be afraid of but I think yeah. there's a way that if if yeah if you're explaining things and yeah. and he's a part of it then it's not this like taboo space yeah. like it's it's a place where he's welcomed and he's yes. he's equipped to be in it totally and so I'm really excited he'll have to he'll have to learn from all of oh, our little we can bit. have like a little cooking date he can teach yeah Lewis. there you go there you popsicles go. <laughs> <laughs> well thank you so much this yeah, has been so great it's been good to be here we'll see you soon awesome thank you so much for listening to another episode of the bread wine and everything fine podcast i'm currently in the process of putting together a website so that i can share links to guests and notable mentions from each episode but as we all know these things never happen as quickly as we hope so stay tuned for that as well as some other fun developments And in the meantime, if you are enjoying these conversations, hit that subscribe button and you will never miss an episode. 